Hello, everybody. Welcome to Jackass. It's me, Stevo, and this is Jackass. Welcome. I'm going to be talking about my anxiety today. Um, this is going to be a long episode. There's going to be a lot of stories involved. Um, there's multiple people involved. This is why it's taken me some time to talk about it because there are other individuals impacted by this and I didn't want to just bring this up and discuss family matters if it wasn't ready to be out in the open, you know? So I got the okay to discuss some of these things and I'm um, ready to share with you all because I think it'll kind of make sense when I say when it's not one thing, it's another in my life and you guys will you'll see like, okay, this bitch isn't just being dramatic, like this is a lot. Um, my heart's racing to think about it. So, what? Why is that a really loud, by the way? Um, I'm holding the microphone in my hand because you know how last episode, maybe you don't know, but anyway, last episode, I tried keeping the microphone still on the table and just like sat there and recorded. I could not do that. I could not sit still that entire time. That was miserable for me. Um, excuse me if I have a burp. Excuse me. Um, so this is what I have to, I'm holding the little stand thing in my hand and I apologize once again if the sound quality is impacted by this. Uh, yeah, I'm working on getting a new microphone. I've just got a million and one other things I have to take care of first and that is on my list of to do's um, for when I get subscribers, which once again, I do have a Patreon. There are two different tiers. There's a $3 tier in a $5 tier. The $3 tier, you get access to bonus episodes, and then the $5 tier, it's like $5 a month, $3 a month. The $5 tier, you get access to bonus episodes and a handwritten letter from yours truly every single month, and I'm wanting to like use the funds that I raise from Patreon subscribers uh, to get more things for the podcast, like better equipment. And then eventually I want to make my own merch because I'm full of myself and I love myself and I cannot wait to make stickers about me and sneak them all around town. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I have that. It's patreon.com slash if I had a podcast. so much phlegm. That's gross. Anyway, today, again, I'm talking about my anxiety. When I first figured out I have not just anxiety, but severe anxiety, what I did about it, how I cope, what I do to um, regulate it, all that fun shit. So here we go. It all started in 1994 when I was born. That's it. Thanks for listening. Oh, just kidding. No, honestly, looking back, so I am 28 years old, okay? Looking back at it now, the very first, not very first, I've been anxious my whole life, but the first moments of like severe anxiety that I recall, I would say were about, came about seven or eight years ago. 
So I'm going to start from the very beginning. Again, this is, or from about that time, this is going to be a lot of stories and just me talking about my personal experience with things. And so this is, you have the time to listen to this. I super appreciate you. If not, then suck my butt. I'm just kidding. I don't know why I said that. <gasps> what the hell was I thinking? That was gross, too. Ew, Alex. Sorry. Well, I said what I said. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, okay, here we go. Okay, I'm just procrastinating because I'm, this is a lot. Okay. So, as a backstory, it was me, my younger brother, Ben, um, Ben has autism, my mom and my stepdad, and we had lived at this house here in Boise, and, but we used to call it in the middle of nowhere, um, for years and years and years, like, um, I don't even, I don't, like, well over a decade, right? Um, when I would move to college, that was still the family home. I would come back and visit and everything. And then there was one year. I do not remember the year specifically, so it was about seven or eight years ago around the holidays. Um, we, my, well, so as a backstory, about like the October, August, September, October, like around those months, I'm not entirely sure, my mom had gotten um, her vehicle repossessed. And she had just gotten it. She was very excited to have a trustworthy vehicle. She had came up. Um, no, this was before that. This was for Colby's graduation. So whatever year that was, they I don't remember. Anyway, um, she had been able to drive up that vehicle for his graduation. And that was the same vehicle that had gotten repossessed a couple of months later. And so that was devastating. Come Thanksgiving or like Thanksgiving season, October, November, my mom had gotten a notification from the landlord, so we've always rented our entire lives. We've never owned a home. My mom's never owned a home. Um, she had gotten a notification from the landlord. She was behind on rent, and so she'd gotten caught up and then was told, you have until the end of the month to get out, basically, because he was selling the house. So keep in mind, this was during November, so my mom was like, uh, she had just did everything that she could, her and my stepdad, um, to get caught up on rent in the first place just to be slapped in the face with, you have to be out by the end of the month. So I'm in, away in college at this, you know, when this is all happening. I knew that they had to be out, but I didn't know the severity of it. Um, so my they had put everything every single thing we had owned into storage and they went to my grandma's house my mom's mom and stayed there with her um and then they had it was my mom my stepdad my brother we had a pet rabbit and then they had two dogs at the time so fast forward my oldest dog tyson my little black lab chesapeake bay mix um we ended up having to put him down. So now at this point, my mom's car had been repossessed. They had been asked to leave our home from, you know, our family home of years. And then my dog had been put down all within a couple of months, right? 
um, come Christmas time, and my grandma decides to go do her own thing and basically leaves. That story is like one I'm not. I didn't get the okay to tell, so I'm not going to tell that one. But like I will say my immediate family and my personal story. So it is what it is. Um, and it, she ended up basically just leaving my mom, my stepdad, and my brother, my other dog, our bunny, her wiener dog, and my uncle. So my uncle and my brother are the same age, whatever. Um, all in her home to basically fend for themselves. She basically was like... I'm leaving. I'm doing my own thing. She rented as well. And so she left it for my mom to have to basically take care of everything. And my mom wasn't able to. And so they ended up having to get out of that house. And my mom had had a camper. So they were staying. My mom and my stepdad were sleeping in the camper. And my brother was sleeping um, not in the camper. And so They had to leave that house. The landlord there was like, hey, you guys have to leave this house, too. So my mom's like, what the absolute fuck are we going to do? Um, keep in mind, I do know that this is happening. I had came down for Christmas before they got asked to leave my grandma's house. And um, I forgot to say this. Um, my mom. So keep in mind, fast forward, or I mean, flashback. What's that? Rewind. So my mom's car repossessed. My dog got put down. Or, excuse me, they got asked to leave our family home. Dog got put down. My grandma just peaced out, and then my family is currently in the middle of, like, having to fend for themselves, okay? So they're struggling hardcore in this home that's not even theirs, trying to figure out how to make everything continue when it was kind of like a shit show in the first place. So um, I had come home for the holidays to visit my mom and my brother and everybody, and then uh, my mom sits me down. She's like, I need to talk to you about something. I was like, holy shit, what now? You know, like, what could possibly happen? Um... And she had informed me that we lost a storage unit that had every piece of belonging that we had had. And it had been lost for a couple of weeks or days. I don't remember exactly. But it, she had waited to tell me because she didn't want me to worry. And I just remember being like, oh, fucking shit. Everything. We had my mom had our house decorated. We didn't have the best house on the block. We lived in a sketchy neighborhood, but my mom decorated, our, our home was our home. Even though we rented it, she made it immaculately decorated on the inside with antiques and vintage this, and she would go to the antiques and just collections and family heirlooms and like one-of-a-kind family paintings and just beautiful beautiful pieces and my brother had some of his my brother um had made some of his own artwork so I immediately just shattered inside because of I knew all of the things that my family had lost I also felt guilt because when I had moved out at that point I had had my own apartment um or my own house, and so I had had all of my things with me. I had all of my memorabilia. There were some things at my home that I had um, and some things that I ended up losing, uh, like 
just like my childhood toys or like my childhood this that and the other my prom dress that was in there um but my mom everything in that storage shed was someone had busted their ass for and we my mom wasn't able to make the payment so we had lost everything so now at this point we have the car the dog the house the storage shed I come to visit and then um everything's fine for about a month and then or a couple months I'm not too sure how long and then they get told that they had to leave my grandma's house so my mom's like what the absolute fuck did we do they literally literally had nothing to lose um all they had were was what they had in the camper with them and what they had packed my grandma's house because they didn't anticipate to be there long so they just kept everything in the storage shed um so at the time I was I didn't realize that what I was feeling was anxiety. It was more of me feeling just, like, sad and just absolutely heartbroken. Uh, It didn't necessarily start affecting my gut health just yet, so that's some foreshadowing for you. However, I did notice it was then that my mental health started to decline Um, slowly, but it was looking back again, all of the signs of how I'm feeling now we're there like it was I just didn't know what to look for I didn't know what I was feeling this was all new this was all the first time that you know we were not the first time we were experiencing this necessarily but the first time I recall experiencing this um excuse me we've struggled our entire lives so it was just a new scenario just written in a different font I guess um and so they had my mom and my stepdad and my brother had talked about it and decided to move to Wenatchee, Washington. That's where my mom had, we had some family there and, you know, promised new beginnings. So they had moved and it was a little bit more difficult for them to find a home than they thought it was going to be. So they had to stay at family members' houses and in the camper for some time. And that created a lot of tension naturally, just because it's a big family moving in with a dog, a rabbit, um this whole time also this bunny this was a rambling bunny um I loved her funny I'll tell I'll end up talking about that bunny at some point but um so yeah so everyone's moving to and they're staying around and they were there for quite some time um and then eventually my mom was able to find a home and they moved there and they stayed there for a couple of years and I thought things were finally going to be mellowed out so that's why I think I didn't necessarily feel anxiety like the cliche form because I thought that things were solved I was like okay my family is no longer homeless um fast forward my mom and my stepdad didn't end up having issues and uh it fucks everything up they end up splitting up he moves back to Boise my mom and my brother are left in Wenatchee with the dog and the bunny And um, she is left trying to, they were already financially struggling there. um, And now she's left trying to fend for things on her own with one income. So my brother was working at the time and going to school and he was, you know, having to pitch in or going to college, I should say. And he was having to pitch in, which, you know, of course he understood the situation, except he was having to take on the role of, of another provider that he shouldn't have had to take on at that time. And so it was creating tension between my mom and my brother and again I'm 
in Pocatello going to school at the time while they're in Wenatchee in Washington. And Pocatello's here in Idaho. And so um, they were there. It was just those two in Wenatchee for some time. I didn't have any contact with my stepdad here in Boise. And I didn't, again, I didn't feel anxious during this time. I once again felt more sad and heartbreak for my mom because she was absolutely sad over this breakup and I'm a like like yeah there's empaths I'm that's like I wish I was empathetic I don't I'm beyond empathetic I don't know what it is what it's called but I'm that and so I could just sense that my mom was just absolutely heartbroken I would cry and cry and cry for days for my mom even though she was in Wenatchee I'm here in Boise because I was um had then since, excuse me, I had since moved, graduated and moved back during their breakup. So I apologize, I was not in Pocatello during their split. I was here in Boise. I had moved and graduated and moved back. So again, I, I told you things were gonna be a little splotchy for this storytelling and um, this is where I'm trying to remember, like recall. So I've lived in where I live now for, this will be the fourth or fifth year so I was here for about a year, back in Boise for about a year when they split. That's the easiest way to put this. And then my mom stayed in Wenatchee with my brother and the dog and the bunny. And then my stepdad had came back to Boise. I didn't have contact with him when he came back to Boise. Um, I obviously kept in contact with my mom and my brother when I would go to visit. She was absolutely heartbroken. So it broke my heart. And... um. So I'd come home and cry, and my, that's when I noticed my mental health decreasing significantly, like way, like at a rapid rate in comparison to the past. And, um, and it's because I, my mom was so heartbroken, I didn't know how to help the situation, and I knew that their finances were going downhill quick. So months are going by, time's going by, there's nothing I can do, they're you know, they're, my mom's finally, has, she's busting her ass, but they're doing okay. They're doing okay. They're doing okay. And then she tells me that her and my stepdad are going to get back together. He's going to move back to Wenatchee. And I was like, okay, whatever. They move, he moves back to Wenatchee. Um, it's him, my brother, my mom, the dog, and the bunny back in Wenatchee for a couple of months. And um, in January 2020, I get a call from my mom saying that they're going to move back to Boise. Um, or no, 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 back up, back up. In December 2019, I was visiting with Colby, and we were visiting my mom and my brother for the holidays for Christmas, and my stepdad wasn't back together at this point. They were, he, yeah, he still wasn't in the picture again. But my mom was saying how she'd gotten a notification from the landlord that now he was going to be selling that house. Um, and so... And this whole time, they my mom had had a, like had been borrowing vehicles, had been working around rides. Like the the vehicle situation since the one had gotten repoed was never a sturdy situation. It was never. It still isn't a sturdy situation. Um, she's currently borrowing mine and Colby's. Excuse me, Colby's um, little truck. So we're still figuring out that situation. Um, so she's in. 
went out, should we go to visit? And she's like, yeah, the landlord's going to put the house on the market in January. Keep in mind, we're there in December. I was like, oh, so next month? She's like, yep, but I'm not stressed. He gave me plenty of time. Um, so we're just going to put our things in storage once again. And I'm going to start looking now. And if anything, we can just stay in a hotel for a little bit. If there's like a little lap or whatever. If I remember that correctly, that may be a little wrong. Um, it's like, okay, like as long as you feel confident. Because again, keep in mind, we're all already kind of traumatized from the past and having to be homeless once again and now another landlord is putting another house on the market and oh my god like this is sounding familiar mom she's like it's okay it's okay so I was like okay well as long as you know and you guys are prepared for the house to be on the market this time then I'm not too worried if you're not worried I'm not worried so I wasn't worried then her and my stepdad get back together he moves back there and come time to put the house on the market they weren't able to find any place to move yet, so they had to put everything in storage once again. Except, let me get, let me, I forgot to mention during this time, um, the bunny ended up passing away. And that bunny was gifted to me by Colby. I actually, he's, he, he got her for me our senior year of high school. And I didn't know I was moving away for college when I had gotten her. So then, of course, naturally, when I moved away, that became my mom's bunny. And that was my mom's best little friend oh my gosh so when she had passed away my mom was destroyed absolutely destroyed and it was heartbreaking once again and um so when the house was you know it was time for that house to go put to be put on the market they had to go to a hotel but this time it was just my mom my stepdad my brother and the dog so my mom, my stepdad, and the dog stayed in one room, and then my brother stayed in another. And um, they had made it a plan to send my stepdad back down to Boise to find employment here and to get a house all set up. This was February 2020. Um, I'm sure you guys can imagine what happened next. They moved back to Boise. Um, my stepdad had found a job, had been laid off March 2020, and then COVID happened. They had moved back to Boise and were staying in a camper for a little bit, and that wasn't working. Um, they Because my mom, or they were staying in a family member's house at, in the camper, but that ended up not working out, and so my mom was stressed once again. Because the only reason why they moved back down to Boise was because this place that they thought that they were going to be able to hang out for a little bit was sounded way more promising than what ended it what it actually ended up being. Um, so my mom said she wouldn't have moved down if she knew that that place was going to end up falling through. So they were left once again trying to find a place to stay but this time it's in the middle of covid when everyone else was trying to find a place to stay so they ended up having to park the camper um out of another family member's house in a place that they couldn't just stay in it you know didn't make sense because again once again it's it's not just one person crashing at someone's house it's a whole family and their belongings and their dog so i get it it just it wasn't a little bit it wasn't we didn't have the resources to home that many people um so my mom, my stepdad, my brother, and the dog ended up having to stay in the Motel 6 for quite some time. They stayed there until it got a little bit too expensive, and then they had to go to another hotel um, and stayed there for a couple more months until it got to the point where 
I sat down and I asked Colby if he was okay with my brother moving in with us for a couple of months. So that way, because my brother was working, he doesn't drive. My, they, my mom, my stepdad, and them, they all had jobs. My mom only had one vehicle that she um, had gotten. She, they had gotten help buying a vehicle. But they were all sharing between three people with jobs. So I started to help out with the rides when I could. And I was seeing my brother getting very stressed. And I saw him kind of getting discouraged about his future. So I, that's when I proposed the idea to Colby about him moving in with us. We didn't have the space for him, but I made space. And Colby made space as well. We knew damn well that that was going to be the best thing for him. And he stayed with us for about six months, seven months, slept on the couch the whole time. Uh, I took him to work. Colby would take him to work. He would take Ubers if need be. He paid us rent. And uh, sure, shit, it helped enough. He Now he lives on his own. He has his own apartment. He's going to school. He's working. He's doing amazing. And almost every time I see him, he says, I just want to say it again, Alex. Thanks. Man, I, I wouldn't be here without you and Colby. Man, I just, you guys are just great. Thanks again. So he is so appreciative. So I once again didn't admit to myself that everything I was feeling was anxiety I just thought I was feeling overwhelmed more than anything because I had my family was experiencing homelessness. Um, there were financial stressors. There were it was putting um, not a strain on Colby and I's relationship, but it was definitely putting a few bumps in the road naturally. Like obviously, it's going to do that. And so I started getting very like high strung, like very just fucking flighty and panicky the whole time, really, and just kind of all over the place. Um. And it got to the point where I was so stressed about their situation. And it, they ended up having to move to another hotel that was um, actually a motel. Um, and my mom actually lived there up until a couple months ago. So it was about a year, almost a year and a half, my mom was living in a hotel right down the road from me. So that was something that is crazy to think about like you truly this everything I've gone through and that my family has experienced I look at everybody I have it's made me so much kinder to people because you truly 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 never know what people are going through this whole time I am traveling I am doing all of these things I am getting married um I went to Belize I went to New or not New York what the fuck no I went to Washington DC I went to Virginia I'm going to all of these places while my family is living in a hotel. The entire time I am traveling to these places, I am feeling sick to my stomach with guilt because I felt ashamed that I was able to travel to these places while my family was struggling. So I was constantly explaining to them my financial situation because I didn't want them to look at me and think of me not like as having these excess funds because they never knew they didn't know like they just looked at it as face value like or I, I I didn't want them to look at it as face value like we went to Belize because it was our honeymoon we went to Virginia because that's where my mother-in-law lived we went to DC because it's a two-hour drive from Virginia so it's like there are certain things that yeah at face value it looks like I'm a fucking world traveler and obviously no one doesn't but it's like you got to think of how I got to these places and so that's what I was trying to get them to understand without 
saying anything about it. And it was starting to stress me out. I wasn't necessarily feeling anxious, like, or I was, but I didn't necessarily think of anxiety. I was, I was stressed more than anything. And so it, it was difficult navigating that. Um, and then eventually my brother last August, so he, he's officially been in his apartment for a year this past August. So last August was when he moved in and everything. And my mom and my stepdad had stayed in a hotel for, again, up until just recently. Her and him ended up splitting again this past December. He went to a different hotel, and my mom stayed in the one that was right down the road from me. And that's when the she stayed there for about a year, a year and a half, um, with the dog. So it ended up being a whole family. And then at the end, it ended up just being my mom and the dog in the hotel. Um, so it was nerve-wracking um and during this I also had a friend that was going through relationship issues that was very stressful for me as well and very absolutely heartbreaking for me as well so I had my family things I had my friends things and then um we had Colby's family that was going through some health issues as well so of course I was extremely stressed out to the point where I was very anxious, but again, didn't know that I was anxious. I thought it was just over amounts of like overwhelming amounts of stress that was just taken over me. And so come November, the day before Thanksgiving, we all go to a hockey game and I have a couple of beers, but they're tall beers. And I wake up on Thanksgiving day, absolutely sick to my stomach. And I was supposed, I was in charge of Thanksgiving dinner. And I was cooking hungover. I had this whole plan to, like, have this cute outfit. I bought a cute apron. No, I couldn't even eat Thanksgiving. I was so sick. And I was, like, I was trying to tell people. I was, like, guys, this isn't a hang. Like, I was, like, yeah, maybe a little bit. Like, the reason why I shat my pants was because I was hungover. But I'm trying to tell you. I don't get, I don't stay this, in like, in this much pain for this, like, it was all day. Come Thanksgiving night, like, 10 o'clock, I was still hunched over in so much pain. I was like, what the absolute fuck? And it stayed like that for weeks. Weeks. And it got to the point where I went to the doctor. I was like, something is wrong with my stomach. Something is going on. And so we started doing tests. Come December, um, uh, Colby and his family took a trip to McCall and I had to miss out on it. And my mom had to come take care of me here in Boise because I was still sick to my stomach. Like this was like the middle of December, right before Christmas. And this was again, weeks after that. And I was like, see, I'm trying to tell you guys, I what like, maybe I was a little hungover that day, but something is wrong with my stomach. I couldn't keep anything down. I had lost 13 pounds in one month. And I thought that that was absolutely insane. Right. Um, so then the doctor couldn't find anything. We're taking blood tests. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm not pregnant. Not, not this, not that. It's not that. It doesn't go away. It just keeps, it's consistent and it's getting worse. I'm not able to keep any foods down. Absolutely nothing. I'm shitting my pants left and right. I'm puking left and right. I can't keep anything down. Get to the point where it gets more tolerable than anything. And I just anticipate it to be like gluten intolerance because we're trying everything at this point. So I cut out gluten for a little bit and it actually worked. So I was like, sweet, I'm cured. This hallelujah. It ended up obviously not being that. And so fast forward to March, Ella and I get ready to go to the John Mayer concert. And I am 
I notice myself getting anxious. Well, and I've heard people here and there saying, I think it's anxiety. I think it's anxiety. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, there's no way. How can my mental health make me this sick? I no shit said that. I shit you not. It's kind of like, oh, it can't get any worse than this. And then it starts raining kind of a thing. I legitimately thought that it was impossible that being that stressed out could affect my gut health that bad. Plot twist, it did. So Ella and I were getting ready to go to um, John Mayer in Seattle. And I was anxious, but like a good anxious. However, my body couldn't recognize the, like the difference between like being excited as shit and being overwhelmed. So it sent my stomach into that same thing that had happened in the past. Cause I, again, I thought I'd kind of overcame it. Um, I was, it, it never 110%, like it never went away. It was more under control than anything. And I had appeared to manage it on like doing these random things, like cutting out this, implementing that, doing this, that, and the other, but it never actually went away a hundred percent. And so I thought I was good enough to go to Seattle. We get there and it was miserable. Poor fucking Ella. This was her first time in Seattle. I owe her a redo trip. And we had dreamed of going to John Mayer for years. And I ruined the trip because my anxious ass was so, my gut health was so bad. I was literally in and out of the bathroom probably 12 times within an hour. I'm not even lying when I say, I th I could tell you where the nearest bathrooms are in the fucking the P pikes market everything and they're disgusting by the way and i became great friends with them and poor ella's just walking around pikes by herself and i was trying so hard she was being as kind as she could be given the situation she was very understanding but of course she was annoyed because this was her first time in seattle we had dreamed of going to see john mayer for years and i was unintentionally ruining our time so that made my stomach worse knowing that she was having a bad time because that's my girl like I'm willing to do anything for her and I was so excited to take her and show her around we had made plans to go dancing do all these things like go out to nice dinners and nope I stayed in the Airbnb a majority of the time because of that um and she finally was like Alex it's anxiety you have anxiety She's like, I, you need, that's exactly what this is. Oh, and I had even gotten an, an endoscopy done. And um, uh, it came, everything came back fine. I had had redness in my stomach from like red patches in my stomach that they had tested for like sprue or whatever the fuck that is. But it was literally just raw patches in my stomach from getting sick so many times. Excuse me. And so I was like, Okay, Ella, I think, like, I think you're fucking right. Literally, we've done everything else. What else could it be at this point? So I had called my doctor when I was in Seattle, and she's like, okay, well, when you get back into town, make a same-day appointment, and we'll go for there. I got back into town, and I told her, I was like, listen, I think it's anxiety. And she goes, yeah. Yep, I can see that. You've been going through a lot. And I'm like, you? Mm. I think that's obviously now because of we. Lit it literally can't be anything else. And so... I told her about how I wanted to see a counselor, and we went from there. Talked to a counselor, and she put me, or excuse me, my doctor, when she said that, she, she's like, yeah, I, I can see it's anxiety. She put me on a depression med. I don't even remember which one it was, and that wasn't doing anything for me. And so when I talked to a counselor, the counselor put me on Lexapro, and that's an anxiety med that actually started managing my anxiety. It was then that I noticed that all of that gut health shit went away. All of that, like, 
nausea, shitting my pants feeling, like, all of that went away because of, like, 100%. I'm going to, not 100%, but with the help of Lexapro. Um, And I say this because there was a time I was out of it for about a week, two weeks, and I noticed all of that anxiety, like, all the symptoms of anxiety came back because I was, you know, still subconsciously, I'm always going to subconsciously be anxious. But now I am aware of the fact that the mental gut health connection is major. It is so significant in your life. If you are one of those people that make fun of those that prioritize their mental health, then go fuck yourselves, dude. Like, unfollow me because I don't need that negative energy. Um, Go literally look at, read a book, first of all. Google something. I can send you a link or 17 if you would like. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. And I hate that we are led to believe as a society that it's silly and weak to prioritize your mental health. Like, why is it weak if we want to communicate our feelings? Who said this? Who said that? Fight him. Meet me out back, bitch. Fuck off. What the hell? Oh, pisses me off. And it makes me so sad. So sad. And the reason why it pisses me off is because of how sad. And I can just see that people are just, I just want them to just know that they're going to be okay. And I, I want to be there for them. And I want them, I just know that if they were to seek those mental health services that I know that would be beneficial to them, that they would just be so much better. But society made them believe that they were weak to think that. So nope. Instead, they're going to be miserable the rest of their lives because of you fucks. And I mean that. I mean that. I'm not even going to be like, oh, sorry, I don't mean that. No, fuck you. And the horse you rode in on. Mm. Bullies. Those are bullies. That's what they are. So when it comes to how I'm at now, um, (sighs) this is going to have to be a different episode on its own when it comes to my relationship with ADHD and how I when I was recently diagnosed because my anxiety plays into that and talking to that counselor is the one, she's the one that diagnosed me with ADHD. So, I mean, I've already been talking for way too goddamn long. There's no way I'm going to end up having enough time for that story. But I will say that the things I do now to manage my anxiety is I have learned that medical quote unquote professionals aren't going to be the ones that are going to tell me how to manage my anxiety. I have to stop being so stubborn And realize that this is what it is. That mental health of mine is what's affecting my gut health. And then which infects my immune system. Which I need to prioritize. Because I am immunocompromised in some ways. And so it's it's all connected to your gut health. It's like a hub and a spoke. Think of your little belly as the hub. And then everything else is the spoke. Without your gut health, you literally are going to be miserable. So I've been trying to figure out things that make my gut happy and that will make me happy. But I'm also learning that in sometimes in moments, the, like if I am having like a severe panic attack, the last thing I'm going to do is be like, it's okay. I'm going to go have some pre and probiotics and I'll be fine. No, fuck the pre and probiotics. In that moment, what I do is I come to my social media stories to my Instagram stories. Um, I've said this before, but I have, my social media is my safe space. My followers I have ensured are those that I think are truly there for me and care for me. Um, And if not, please, 
unfollow me for my sanity. I literally do not know why you are following me if you have anything to complain about what I say. It doesn't make sense. I don't care if we spoke one time in class. I don't care if we knew each other 16 years ago. If you think I am annoying in any way, shape, or form, or have complained about me to anyone in your household or around you, unfollow me. Because this is my safe space. I have gotten more help, mental health, or help freaking guidance on physical like health help from the people on my social media than the people I call medical professionals. So that's what I do. If I find myself super anxious, first of all, I breathe. In through my nose, out through my mouth, I do the box breathing technique. So that's where you breathe in. One, two, three, four. I basically just draw a box with my finger in the air or like imagine a box being drawn and just breathe in, hold, breathe out, hold, breathe in, hold. And so breathing helps me tremendously. That's 110% what I have to do. If I'm feeling like I'm going to rip somebody's head off in that moment, I have to just I close my eyes, I take a deep breath, and I say, okay, I'm okay, this is okay, everything's okay, I literally do that, um, it's okay, I'm okay, everything's okay, and I move my hands a lot, I talk with my hands, breathe in through my nose, out through my mouth, and then I reassess the situation, because I have to look at things, okay, let's be realistic about this, let's, what are, what is the problem for what it is, what are our options here, what can I control, what can't I control, okay, I can't control this, okay, to hell with those things, okay, and it kind of limits my things that I can be anxious over. Like, wait, I can control this. So am I? do I have to be this anxious still? No, perfect. Um, other than that, I smoke a fuck ton of weed. <laughs> I teach this chong. Um, yeah, so the thing is, is that this relationship with anxiety is still new. Like that March, that John Mayer concert I was talking about was just this past March, you guys, like just a couple of months ago. So I'm still learning a lot about what makes my body tick, what makes my mind tick and how those are all gears that are interworking together. Um, and that's kind of why I started this podcast was because I have so much on my mind at all times. And I also am going to say this. Um, this is also why I'm very money driven. I refuse. I made a promise to myself and to my mom and to my brother that I will never let them be homeless again. I um, have big goals. Everything I do, when every time everyone's like, what's your why? What's your why? It's my family. Um, I want to give my mom a home that she can call home right now. She is no longer in the hotel. I forgot to say that, you guys. The past month or two, I think it's been almost two months, she has been living in a a nice little camper trailer, like a 25-foot-long one, um, on my grandma and grandpa's farm in Emmett. So she has a beautiful view. It's her and the dog out there. She's Again, we're letting Colby's, um, letting her drive Colby's old truck, so she has a reliable vehicle. She has a job out there. She has a reliable roof over her head, and she has social interaction. She still has that dog, so I am just so happy for her. So proud of her. And that relieved so much anxiety. So much. Um, my friend that I was saying that I was going through relationship issues, she's fucking thriving. 
and that nothing makes me happier than that in this entire world oh my god you go bitch I can go on about that and so that relieved that anxiety um there are that isn't to say that I'm like cured of anxiousness um there are still so many other things in my life that I am not ready to talk about that are going on that well if, again if it's not one thing it's the other um as you can see it's been almost 45 minutes and I've only talked about a brief moment in my livelihood whatever the fuck that means just now. um so naturally I'm gonna be anxious but I'm also doing everything I can to provide for my family for my future family for mine and Colby's future kids for um mine and Colby's future home for my mom's future my goal I want to get some land throw my mom in a tiny home Colby's mom in a tiny home and throw my brother in like a medium home in the back somewhere and just throw them each in their own little corner of our land that way we're all far enough so that way we can feel we have space we can throw trees so that we can have privacy and everything but I just need all my people together damn it I'm sick and tired of feeling like I can't have I need to keep an eye on everybody so that's why I am the way I am um I just want to help my people. Can I tell you something? I've written to Ellen so many times because of that. Because I just wanted to help. But Ellen's a bitch. She can kiss my ass. She's fraud. But yeah, I get it. Anyway. Um, I'm going to go now because I have cotton mouth. That's it. I have cotton mouth, and I'm going to get more cotton mouth because I'm not going to stop smoking, and I'm going to give myself a pedicure. And then I'm going to find someone to go on a hike with me. No, I'm not. No one's actually going to go on a hike with me, so I'm going to take my dog somewhere outside. I'm too scared to go on a hike by myself. But I need to get outside. Bye. Like you, bye. Have a good day. Comma. Wow!